We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. My esteemed co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is also with us. And Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. We always like getting cutting-edge new ideas. Uh, and today we have uh, John O'Neill, who has contributed greatly to the field of leadership. And today is the president of the Center for Leadership Renewal. He also serves on several boards. He's a best-selling author. We're going to talk about some of his books. He's a speaker. He's an advisor on leadership issues, providing leadership uh, advisement and development services to senior leaders serving across the wide range of organizations from startups to mature enterprises. Today, he's going to share the perspective of the good life. Now, this is a uh, seminar, and he's also going to be able to talk about some of his new writings that are coming up in the next year or so. But this is an innovative executive program which John co-created to help all leaders truly master the life of their dreams. And I remember um, reading John's book, The uh, Paradox of Success, years and years ago, and and, uh, we certainly have a cutting-edge mind here that we want to pick some of the gems from. And let me tell you about Dr. Kathy Greenberg, and we'll bring her on in just a second. Kathy coaches leading executives and entire companies, she has this proven profit, uh, proven idea that happiness equals profit. And Dr. Greenberg has authored multiple books on the science of happiness, including What Happy Companies Know and her latest number one bestseller, What Happy Working Mothers Know. She has touched millions of lives as a much-in-demand speaker, TV, radio, and media personality. She's also founded the renowned executive consultancy H2C Leadership, and that stands for Happy Companies, Healthy People. She currently offers friendly tips and tools to be your best at work at home on ABC's show called The Morning Blend, and she also has a new web TV show called Your Happiness Now. So for more information about Kathy, her website is www.h2cleadership.com. There you can find some free downloads, videos, access to your true talents for happiness and job satisfaction. So, Kathy, so glad you're here. Thank you, Relly. You know, um, I want to tell our audience a little bit about you um, in the event that uh, they haven't listened into the show before. And I'm so excited that John O'Neill is with us today because 
obviously you are two of my favorite people, and John has been an extremely helpful and motivational mentor over the years. So I I just feel very blessed today to have both of you with me. For those of you who do not know Dr. Relly Nadler, uh, obviously you've been living under a rock. I'm just kidding. But Dr. Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach. And for those of you who don't know what that means, there are only about 700 MCC certified coaches in the world. So it is a very special executive coaching, uh, I want to say, certification. He is also a psychologist, a corporate leadership and team trainer, and Dr. Nadler brings his legendary expertise in emotional intelligence to all of his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and of course his development programs. And Dr. Nadler's newest top-ranked book, Leading with Emotional Intelligence, provides hundreds of tools and strategies to be your best. One of the things that uh, I know uh, many people uh, are, are really excited about are uh, the things that they can learn quickly and easily. And he has developed a great program for creating star performers across industries. His highly respected work is the focus of countless business journals, blogs, and online news features. And his programs are, of course, a mainstay at leading Fortune 500 companies. He has free downloads to access your best performance through emotional intelligence using lots of tools and tips at his website. So please feel free to go there, visit, and take what you can while you can at www.truenorthleadership.com. And, you know, all of you are listening in uh, because you want to know what is going on in leadership development. There are so many things happening in our economy. We're told we're coming out of a recession. We're told that uh, hiring is up. And uh, we're also told that we've got some, um, some issues in this emotional intelligence and happiness area. You know, there's a scientific project going on right now in London and Singapore measuring gross national happiness. And today, Relly, let me start off by asking you before we bring John on, why is leadership development so important today? Sure, Kathy. Um, glad to respond. And I think for all our listeners, we try to give you tips like Kathy's saying to help you. And the reason is uh, 40% of organizations today say they will be experiencing a, a significant gap in the number of skilled or trained leaders available for new job opportunities in the next few years. And so Kathy and I like to talk about this. This is a brain drain, you know, and and what is the brain drain? The Great Recession that we hope we're coming out of, we lost 8 million jobs. We lost 8 million brains. The retiring baby boomers, we're going to lose 10 million brains, you know, over the next four to five years. And then as far as the brains coming into the work world, this is a Gen X, Gen Gen Y, folks in their 30s and 40s, um, because of technology, they're coming into the workforce with less emotional intelligence. And a lot of what we talk about between the science of happiness and emotional intelligence is the key factor to move up in an organization is not how smart you are, your IQ, or t- even your technical expertise, even though both are important. But the further you go up in the organization, the more you need emotional intelligence. And the newer brains coming in are having a little less of that emotional intelligence. So, so th- actually, really, then the solution to this brain drain, in, in your terms, is organizations need more good leaders. Good leaders improve team engagement. 
And higher engagement equals higher organizational performance, and that's why we say Excel, Excellence in Executive Coaching for Leaders, is where emotional engagement meets performance. That's exactly right. And if you're interested in more how Kathy and I are collaborating, bringing our expertise, you can go to www.excelinstitute.com. So for webinars and training, and, and we also have uh, in our combined efforts, you know, a lot of free, free downloads for folks. So Kathy, maybe you can tell us, you know, about John and, and bring him uh, into the conversation because I'm very excited to uh, hear what he has to say and what he's up to these days. I would love to do that, and, th- and thank you for that uh, that entree. Uh, John um, O'Neill is uh, he's a mastermind of leadership. Uh, I could tell you lots of stories, and I'm sure that John can tell you even better stories about me. But one of the things you said early on is he is the author, best-selling author, uh, not only nationally but globally, of, of several books, one of which is The Paradox of Success, uh, another book, um, you know, Aikido Leadership. I mean, John has been instrumental in creating innovation in, leading, uh, in leadership, and he has continued to do so throughout his career. Uh, we know that he is currently the president of the Center for Leadership Renewal, and he serves on many boards uh, where he is uh, very focused on helping develop services uh, for many of us around the world using his coaching and advisory skills with senior leaders. And, um, you know, I have to say that it's good to know uh, that we have people like John who are continuing to practice uh, all of the good things that they do to help create enduring and creative leaders. And in addition to his uh, his books for leaders that are both academic and, and industrial, he's also done some books that to me are also quite helpful in the spirituality category, such as Seasons of Grace. Um, I'll let John talk a little bit more about that as we go through our story today with John. But let me, let me start off by asking John, you... Uh, you know, in all of our shows, we, we love to ask people something about how they became who they are. So let me ask you, who influenced you and your work, uh, you know, and where you are now? Well, there were so many wonderful characters, and uh, nowadays I guess we would call them mentors, who, who came into my life exactly at the right moment. Um, the, probably the first one was John Gardner, who uh, was, America, in my opinion, was America's greatest uh, homegrown philosopher uh, and, and a wonderful human being. Peter Drucker was an early influence. Warren Bennis was a very early influence. We became friends when we were both quite, quite young guys. And uh, over the years, over and over and over again, just about the time that I really needed <laughs> somebody to, to help me or guide me, uh, they pop up. And uh, Kathy popped up uh, when she was in her corporate days, and and we ran around the world trying to help leaders. And again, Kathy, you were you became a real, real partner and an inspiration to me. And and uh, we've done a lot of things together. But what's important is that every single person who comes along, if we're if we're careful and we're observant, we can spot uh, how we can learn from them. And I'm I'm quite quite serious about that. I'm now learning from all kinds of people I would have never even thought about 20 years ago. So it's a matter of our being ready and and available, 
Uh, and then, of course, we have to develop the art of the good question. And the art of the good question is uh, something that you can gain in the way of emotional and intellectual capacity by engaging with other people who bring you both interesting ideas and points of view, but bring you value sets that you can look at, which which turn out to be very, very important. Uh, yeah, I was just going to say, I just, I just love the way you said that, good questions and value sets. Sorry, Rally. Well, that's exactly what I was going to say. So we're, yeah. we're on the same wavelength. Good. I was going to say, as, as, as all of us, we are coaches, the value of the questions and, uh, you know, in the corporate world, I think they value the idea and they value kind of advocating their idea. So maybe you could say a little bit more about because uh, I think most people think that, that to be successful, they got to be the idea person. And I uh, absolutely. And I'm just going to ask you to hold that thought for one second. We're going to go to a commercial break, and we're going to come right back to talk more with John O'Neill about the good life. So don't go away, and thanks for tuning in to Tune Up Your Leadership on Leadership Development News. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You're listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We're talking with John O'Neill. Um, he's got a workshop seminar we're going to get into in a little bit called The Good Life, but he's got such a wealth of experience. Before the break, we were talking about being coaches and organizations. Often, I think people think it's the idea and who has the idea that's the key element. And I know one of the things I say, and I want to get your take on this, John, that often I say, well, it's not always the idea. I think sometimes it's better having the question. So maybe you can elaborate on what you found with that. Yeah, that's, that's a perfectly wonderful point. Uh, we we like people who have a strong point of view, and and uh, especially if they're intelligent and quick and and charming. What we like even better 
are those people who have the ability to ask the great question and to stay with it and to listen and and really uh, compete for the best idea. Uh, once we get trapped into thinking that we have the good ideas uh, and that we have a little uh, strength in those good ideas, uh, we're liable to forget that there are lots of good ideas around, but there are very few people who are what I call learning machines. They just learn and learn and learn. So I'm doing a new study. I've been working on it now for many years of people who've had remarkable careers over their entire life. And this, in a way, gets this baby boomer thing out on the table for us uh, if we want to go there, and that is there is absolutely no reason why uh, people who go into their 60s, 70s can't have really exciting uh, next careers. And we're beginning to see a lot of that, and that's part of why we did this seminar, the Good Life Seminar, to, to take people who were at that cusp, who were either getting tired of the old job or coming to the end of it and saying, okay, I want to do something else. And uh, we, that's where we kind of take the seminar from from that point of questioning what, what is that next thing? What should we learn next? Does that help? Yeah, yeah. So let me just ask a question, and then we'll hear more about it. So is, is the good life, the seminar, and I know that some of your research, is it is it for some of the baby boomers retiring, and, and is that kind of the, the general population that are, are folks in it? Well, you know, it's interesting. I'm in Silicon Valley, so we've got people who have had three or four careers by the time they're 40, right? Right. That's fairly common. So we get a mix. We get people who are, one last seminar, we had a guy who was finishing up his second uh, VC fund and was saying, I don't want to do that anymore. I want to do some other things. We had a person leaving private equity in his 40s. And then we had people in their 50s and 60s who had, you know, risen up into their world of, of power and all that and were saying, you know, that isn't very interesting to me anymore. So it's a, it's a very interesting thing. That the, the, the issue that everyone comes with is what is it I should be thinking about next? What is it I should be asking about next? And perhaps what should I be doing next? And, John, that's so meaningful because when you uh, a few minutes ago said it's the powerful question, right? Did I say that right? It's yep, the powerful right. question. And, you know, I think many of us, and Relly and I see this all the time in our coaching, uh, are afraid if somebody asks us that powerful question, how are we going to respond? And, and it's, it's a conundrum for some people. So tell me a little bit about how you created the idea for the Good Life program and, and what you think, besides the wonderful research that you're getting out of this and hopefully a book for all of us, what you think individuals who attend really get out of that. Well, uh, it actually all started at Davos, at the World Economic Forum, and year after year, I would go there and deal with these very high-powered people who I thought asked very superficial questions. And I finally figured out after a few years that they kind of tended to leave their personal questions, their personal issues at the door as they pranced around being their title. And so I set up a series of dinners and lunches and little workshops to help people go ahead and deal with some of those personal questions. 
And one of them that was the funniest I ever had was I threw a dinner one night of about 30 CEOs on the subject of anger. Mm. Now, these are people, <laughs> what was I thinking? These are people who are coming in angry. They're late, they're angry, they're, they had a bad day, they got a bad call. Everything in their lives, they're under pressure. And these are very powerful CEOs and, and other high-level people. We had more fun that night laughing about our anger because, by the way, the room was entirely men. Mm. No women showed up. Because men, for years, have lived on this emotion called anger. It's been their, it's been their mainstay. Yeah, absolutely. And, <laughs> so we had a chance uh, to talk about the profound question of why we need that anger. What is it about us? And what is it giving to us? And those are really, really important questions, which normally uh, in leadership development we, we kind of either don't get into or you guys get into in a very personal way, one-on-one in your coaching. So that was where it started. We did some work up at Aspen on the same subject, and it goes all the way back, as you know, uh, Kathy, very well, all the way back uh, to the Greek philosophers and to the Asian philosophers, and the whole idea is to ask the significant question. It is not about having answers. And but that's where we started. Absolutely, and, and, and it's so inspiring to me to hear you talk. And, uh, really, for those of, of our audience listeners, um, I might want to just throw in here that I have I had been fortunate enough on a number of occasions to be invited to the World Economic Forum uh, Connections uh, in Australia where I participated with John in facilitating some of these uh, discussions. And it, it is a dramatic, a very dramatic event when you see people break through. Uh, John, uh, would you talk a little bit about this, um, I, w- I want to I call it uh, c- kind of critical uh, leadership uh, process that people go through. You know, everybody has issues, um, but until they actually get through those issues, uh, they they don't really develop um, who they are as a leader. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I would say that that for those of you who have been through analysis, the people who are on this program. Uh, you understand something about what Jung called the shadow, the darker side, the issues that we don't want to look at. And, of course, as Jung explained to us, and as we now know, the issues we don't look at are the ones that are going to cause us the most harm. And those issues for leaders often tend to be uh, around things uh, about really protecting their their reputations, uh, they don't want to look uh, any deeper than am I? How do I look in the in that photo in the in the New York Times? Uh, so they get very very much caught up in their image. They get very much caught up in in kind of acquisitiveness. Uh, how big is my is my wallet? And they lose completely lose a lot of the issues that propelled them uh, to success. They lose those. Uh, those values that, that got them there, and they begin to close down intellectually and spiritually and emotionally. And you see it over and over and over again. And some of them, uh, <laughs> some of them get in real trouble. Uh, first, the marriage goes, and then this goes, and that goes, and they get in real trouble. So, I guess what I would say is that most 
of the leaders that you guys are helping every day have deep-seated issues that they typically have not examined very carefully. And as coaches, you're able to go back and forth between helping them function in their role and helping them understand who they are behind that role. Does that help, Kathy? Oh, that was beautifully articulated. It, what I love about that, John, I think you were one of the first people, you know, with the paradox of success to really, at least from, from my readings, to really bring up that part, you know, and I love how Jung talked about the shadow being the disowned part. Right. And it's locked away. It's disowned. You don't want to look at it. Any um, ways that you found, and I think that, that Jung talks about the shadow, how do you bring that into the light using that metaphor that you found it, uh, to help people bring that into the light? Because I imagine it's, it's you, it's the relationship, but, you know, they don't, they don't want to talk about it. How do you get them to talk about it? <laughs> That's good. Often it takes a pretty, pretty heavy uh, blow to the head or something to wake them up. Uh, you know, it, it's good to sometimes catch people when they are in the middle of crisis or they're going through a hard time because they're, I find that they're much more willing to look at themselves uh, on the down days than they are when they've just had a big success. But to, to go further, what I suspect both of you do is you wait for the moment to be right to ask the question that goes deeper, the deeper question about, you know, motivation, why are you here, what's it all about? And a lot of times uh, leaders have not been able to engage that question very thoroughly. So some of the top leaders that I'm currently working with, uh, we spend almost all our time now not dealing so much with their strategic questions as leaders, but dealing with what are the significant learning issues in their life? What should they be learning next? And that's both emotional and, in some cases, it's spiritual. And obviously, for most of them, it's the easiest is the intellectual. So the, the whole idea of catching people at a propitious moment is very exciting. And when you do, and they're ready and you're ready, it's really fun. John, this conversation is really fun. We're going to take a quick break, and I want—I really want to make sure our audience doesn't go away because we're talking to John O'Neill, and we're talking about how you can have a good life. So come right back. Tune in to Tune Up here with Leadership Development News. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. 
Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with John O'Neill, who is the president of the Center for Leadership Renewal up in the Bay Area, and we'll hear a little bit more about what that program's like, but we just finished talking about some of these critical issues, the disowned part, the shadow, uh, asking the question. I love your question, uh, John. I wrote it down. What should you be learning most? So with that, how do you see some of these leadership issues um, that we are talking about shaping the path for some of these newer leaders in 2011? Well, again, uh, I'm very, very, very lucky because I live in, in, in the proximity of thousands <laughs> of startups uh, in Silicon Valley. I think we have a, a startup every, every day somewhere. And that means uh, an influx of people from all over the world uh, wanting to uh, find their, their dream and, and exercise their, their great uh, talent. So what happens is, and I've done a lot of this, what happens is they're, they're bright as hell. They come up with an idea. They, they, fa- they start up a little company. They find some other really bright people, and they go and they work and they gather up some money, and then they're on their way and then crash. And it's in the crash that I often can help them rethink what, A, why did you want to do this, B, what did you get out of it? See, what are you what are you going to learn next? Because you've just learned something. What are you going to learn next? And I don't know if you uh, saw social networks, but yes. uh, <laughs> the, the whole issue of the movie is: is this young man so bright, so talented? Is he going to learn from what he has done? And that is a powerful movie because the question hangs in the air at the end of the movie. Has he learned anything? Is, is he learning? Is he a learning person? Or is he arrogant and, and unable to learn anymore and therefore uh, is doomed to have a failed life? Whether the, and people turn to the company. Well, the company's made a lot of money. That is not the definition of success for him. And so my worry is about him not whether or not the stock in the company is going to do well. That's an excellent point. And, and we did a show uh, not too long ago on uh, Mark Zuckerberg and 
we kind of looked at his emotional intelligence scores from a peripheral point of view based on both the movie and the time person of the year article. Yeah. Uh, so that that's a great point, John. I think one of the things that Relly and I worry about, and Relly jump in here, is do you see any evidence of an emotional intelligence gap in the leaders you're working with across generations as you do there in, in Silicon Valley? And, and would they measure a good life differently? Well, I must say I, I'm, at, I'm at great risk here. But for many of them, it is the social network story, uh, maybe not quite as dramatic, but they're smart, they're eager, uh, they're full of, of, of good ideas, and, uh, and they don't think too much about the life that they're putting together until they really get banged up and get harmed. The harm may come because they develop a life that's hollow, there isn't any any real meaning to it except the work. Uh, and if that's all you've got, you can go for quite a while, but eventually that's going to run out. So the answer, I guess, is that even the young women, and for a long time I had always assumed that the young women would have a better time finding their inner life, finding out who they were, uh, looking at those value questions that are so important, but even the women I think are are suffering the same kind of mm-hmm. just uh, twenty four uh, twenty four hours a day, one way or another, thinking about the business, thinking about what they're driving for, um, and after a while, some of the materialistic trappings that come with it get in the way, and so they stop asking those deep important questions. So. One of the things we do at the Good Life Seminar is to help them go back and ask the questions that they know are important, but they put them aside and they haven't looked at them. So, John, maybe you could you could give us a couple of examples of of that. You know, if you were to say in the Good Life Seminar, um, you know, maybe kind of paint the picture. How do you how do you get them introspective? And I love what you just said. Also, you know, knowing about their inner life, they may be. Uh, have expertise about their outer life, but it's almost like the inner life is is behind this locked door that doesn't get opened that much. So, how do you in your seminar? How do you? What are some of the questions, and how do you get them into that those areas? Well, it's you know it's so funny because we really go back to very very fundamental things. We read great literature, we uh, read uh, wonderful poetry, uh, we ask great philosophical questions, and 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 look at brilliant minds and how they've grappled with these great questions about human life and value. Um, So we do all of that, but you know what I think really happens is I think they discover each other and they help each other and they begin to coach each other and mentor each other. So we're really training (laughs) in a group of 20. We're probably training 20 uh, much, much better coaches um, much better sensitive beings who can go out into the world and be better equipped to have a good life. Um, you know, it doesn't take much, does it? You guys work with leaders right. all the time. It doesn't take much to get people excited about new learning. And once you get them excited about new learning, you can then d- direct some of that attention to their own lives. 
And that, to me, is really, really important. And I'm very excited about this movement in action learning where teams come together and learn because when I see that going on, I see people helping each other and getting close to each other. And that's a very healthy part of this process. And I think what you're bringing up is that social interaction, the social influence, and it's almost you think about with Twitter and you think about with social network, it's connecting people, and I thought this when it's first, at least with Twitter, it's connecting people, but it's asking, it's not asking the right questions. Exactly. You How know, are you doing on your shopping? Right. Uh, that's you know, the I wrong question, we, right? Well, no, Kathy, in your case. <laughs> no, that's a great question. It means, Kathy, stop shopping and pay attention, yeah. But exactly. as, as we're saying with Twitter, you know, so I think the question is, what are you doing now, you know, it really should be, what are you learning now? What was the most significant part of your day uh, today? Uh, what did you do that helped you or someone else today? If people right. responded to those questions, that would be yeah. huge. Yeah, and, you know, we we treat these things as if they were somehow little one-off exercises. Uh, but but what about if, a, if you had a life where you were dealing with those kinds of questions and dealing with them with your children and your friends? Uh, we've lost a lot of that. Community is pretty hard to find for a lot of people. And the workplace, uh, especially in crazy startups, the workplace is not a very healthy place to find it. No, I wouldn't think so. In fact, I think people would want to have a safe space outside of that work environment to go and renew right. and and find a center so that they can come back and and basically start the creativity, innovation, and, you know, that, that's, a, that's a high-stress environment when you're a startup. Oh, boy. Oh, it really is. And then I work with financial service companies, and, you know, they're, they're, they're in real pain, too. And, and there's a, just the pressure, the ins, just it never ceases uh, for performance, performance, performance. And uh, after a while, it just grinds people down. So. Well, I think they're also getting the brunt of the emotional disgruntlement, if I can use that word, right, right? Of, of what's happened over the last five or six years. So let me ask you another question. In your estimation, as somebody who's working with a lot of these top leaders, what are, what are some of the top leadership, maybe two or three traits, you feel are going to be really critical for leading a good life in the future? Well, if you're a leader and you're able to still ask remarkably um, uh, sensitive and tender questions about life, uh, about the, the feelings of the people around you, if you're able to still uh, have enough capacity to be empathic at the right moment, you don't have to be empathic all the time, but at least at the right moment, if you're not out of touch with your own family and your friend, then the chances are you can begin to ask really significant questions about the value of what you do, the value of how you live, and the value of your relationships. And if you start to dig into those questions, almost all leaders, and you can attest to this, are really, really pretty smart. Once they get started on the right question, then they'll they'll go pretty well. A lot of change can happen. Well, I agree with you, and I want to talk a little bit more about this. So we're going to take a quick break. You are listening to John O'Neill talk about the good life. 
And we will be right back, so stay tuned in to tune up your leadership here on Leadership Development News. what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, Books and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. We have the privilege of talking with John O'Neill today. He has a seminar, The Good Life, and we just finished uh, coming up with what were some of the key questions, some of these questions that we don't ask ourselves. So what's the value of what you do? Uh, What's the value of how you're living and the value of of your relationships? These are some of the key questions that would be worth uh, getting answers to. Maybe, John, you can can either continue on that or or how you're taking this into some of the work uh, in The Good Life, and I know you're also working on a new book project. So we'd love to know kind of where, where you're headed and, and how we can uh, support that. Well, I'm delighted to say that Paradox of Success is going through uh, yet another uh, uh, kind of little run. Um, and the publisher called yesterday and said, you know, the exciting thing about the book is that it's got a new generation of readers in business schools. And so I never predicted forever that the business schools would embrace a book like Paradox of Success, but there they are. So what's happening? What's happening is that we are beginning to discover that success at a material level, and we have lots of it still in this society, um, doesn't bring us very long and lasting satisfaction. Not having enough is also a source of angst, and and we're watching people in Milwaukee uh, uh, picket in the bitter cold uh, because they're terrified that their lives are going to be taken away from their work, the meaning of their lives. So what I've done is to take a look at people who've had remarkable careers where they've been able to go uh, well into their 80s, still productive, still having a good time, still learning, 
and frankly, still contributing. So I have about 176 of these people in my database, and I'm studying their their common characteristics. What did Georgia O'Keeffe, who painted well into her 90s, have in common with Winston Churchill, who won the Nobel Prize for Literature in his late 70s? What do they have in common? And I'd like to share a couple of things with you guys because you, you're in the, in the trenches every day with leaders. One of the things they had in common was all had terrific mentors. Someone who would uh, be with them when they needed them, would help them, would care about them. They did that throughout their whole lives. In other words, it wasn't just a mentor. It was many of these people in their lives, and they listened to them, and they cared about them. The second thing is they were enormously curious and not willing to settle for answers that were too easy or yesterday's answers that they had already pretty well solved. And the best person I ever heard on this topic was Jonas Salk, the man who stopped polio in this country and is stopping it around the world with his vaccine. Jonas said once that most of us grew up in Epic A, and we're now in Epic B, and we're still using Epic A answers in Epic B, and it means we're going to fail. So the very best people, the very best leaders, are always asking Epic B questions so that they're not stuck with information that is absolutely counterproductive in their, in their future. So those are a couple of things that that are that are coming out of this research that I find absolutely fascinating. Well, and it's it's not only fascinating, but it is awe inspiring because one of the things that many of us forget, to your point about the value of relationships, is if we organize our list of people who we can depend upon, we always come up with a, a group that we are empathetic with and sympathetic to, and that's our support group. Those are the people we can cry with. Those are the people we can share a glass of wine with and not be afraid of who we are when we do that. And then on the other hand, we have our network, which helps us in our, I want to say, our, our, our practical industry work life. And knowing the distinction between them is so important. And as you're talking about the people who really listen to you, I think if our listeners would take a minute and just do a quick exercise on relationships and think of the terrific mentors who have been with them and cared about them, they would see there's a a very discreet subset of those people that they should be staying in contact with on a regular basis. That's terrific, Kathy. That's very practical and it's doable. And what makes me sad is that when you ask that question, there will be some people who say, you know, I remember I used to have those. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, that, and, and Relly and I, right, that comes to the point of how do you rekindle some yeah. of those relationships? And, and, and do you see those of us who keep a more positive language, a more a more positive aspirational vision, um, and use those actions in reflection, who can really make the important changes in our life to go and extend the hand to those people who can help them create a good life. So how do you do that in a practical way? I, I, I have some little things that sometimes work, but 
But how do you do that with leaders in, in a practical way to get them to to find the help they need? Now, they're already turning to you, one of you two, uh, for coaching, right? But how do you get them uh, beyond your coaching to, to create new relationships or, or make their relationships deeper? How do you do that? Well, I have mine. I don't know. Raleigh, do you want to pitch in and then yeah, I'll share mine? Start, and I think... One of it is just this idea of awareness and teaching education. You know, that, and I think someone has said you are a product of the five people that you spend the most time with. Kathy right. Kathy and I use that as an exercise with Excel Institute. You know, so who are the people and are you getting energy or not? But I yep. think the part in the word that you bring up is renewal. Often with executives, I really talk about, it, you know, do you have downtime and how are you using downtime? And we know that the brain has a default that in the de- if you have downtime, you're going to start thinking about relationships. And mm-hmm. then that's where the questions come to deepen and maybe ripen the kind of relationships they want. Yeah, that's perfect. Now, John, I know you said you had some examples that you wanted to share with us, and, and you know, I don't, I don't want to escape the question here. But what I do with a lot of leaders is after they have gone through a little bit of uh, assessment and looked at their strengths and what they've been really good at and what they can build upon, taking the human flourishing kind of vantage point, I ask them, who can they extend that gift or talent to who might need it right now? That's you know? Fun. So, that's wonderful. Right, you create an opportunity for volunteerism. So that's that's and that stimulates the brain as we know because we are human beings who are wired for social activity. So needless to say, you know, those are kind of small, but I would I would love to hear what what you think about this as, you know, we're we're coming to a close here on the show. Well, I think two things. One, what you guys are suggesting is terrific. Get them, become mindful. Become mindful of those people who, who serve you and what they give you and then how you give back. But the second thing is I love to get people writing and expressing themselves beyond just answering that question, to go deeper, to go deeper. What is it they're missing? And in order to do that, they may have to do that by writing uh, some kind of little psycho uh, biography or autobiography in which they, they begin to, to ask those deeper questions on paper. Uh, it's quite powerful when people do it. Uh, you know, we're all, we're all born authors. We just, uh, some of us get published and others don't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys are terrific. Gee, this is fun uh, doing this with you, and I, I just hope that, that our listeners have, have as much fun as I've been having. Well, thank you, John. Yeah, this is, I think, like you're saying, people have mentors, and I was thinking, you know, my question, I say, well, who's my mentors? I think these shows, you know, Kathy and I have a great opportunity to interview people like yourself who become mentors, you know, for this hour, but then we have the download and the transcripts and stuff to go back and really – uh, take out the juice and the richness from it. And well, thank you very much. Yeah, and to that point, John, I think for those who are listening, you provide, as do all of our wonderful guests, an opportunity for them to get something for absolutely the cost of their own time. So to the, to the point you made before, what do they value? How do they demonstrate their value for it? 
and who do they want to be in relationship with. I, I think, to be honest with you, it's people like you who share these insights with Relly and I, and then Relly and I perhaps add our little, and I'll use the word relish on top, uh, that, that make these programs so usable. And we have a lot of companies, and, and you audience listeners who are out there know who you are, who take these, they transcribe them, they share them in their companies because, you know, over the past few years, budgets have been cut, people don't have access to the training, and, and to the great minds like the John O'Neills of the world. And we are so blessed to be able to offer for the just uh, really the, the, the volunteer of, of your time, your, your willingness to spend the time with our listeners, and we so appreciate that. So as we come to a close, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to Tune Up Your Leadership here on Leadership Development News. John, you have been outstanding. I look forward to all of your books and all of your programs. And how can our listeners find you? Oh, I think it's just www.renew. I can't even do my own website this morning. I think it's www.leaderrenewal.com. It's Lead Renewal. It's just L-E-A-D Renewal.com. Perfect. Okay. Thank you so much, guys. John. I'm going to go back and listen to this myself, so thank you so much for your time and all your good ideas. And for anybody else, www.leadrenewal. And, John, I imagine there's – I went through it. You have articles. You have some blog writings. You have a lot of stuff on there, so that's great. Well, thank you very much. It's been fun. Well, thank you. This is Leadership Development News. And we want you to tune in so you can tune up your leadership. And we're signing off for now. Thank you. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. 